Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Alone at Lunch early and ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. You're listening to a Morbid Network podcast. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Most weight loss plans are one size fits all, not taking into account each person's individual needs. Noom takes into account dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs to build a plan that works for you. Everyone's journey is different, so your daily lessons are personalized to you and your goals. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your free trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first-ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Hello, 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 and welcome to Alone at Lunch. I am Emily Walsh, and I'm here with my co-host, as always, Carly Montag. What's up, Lunchables? How is it going? I was going to say good morning, but you guys can listen whenever you want. So, you know, good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Lunchables. (laughs) Have a good time sleeping, or welcome to the new day. Yeah, whatever you're at, I hope you enjoy it. I hope it's great. (laughs) We're off to a running start here, and I am excited about this episode. Yeah, we have an amazing guest. Tess Tregellis is on the podcast with us this episode. Uh, She's super cool. She's an actor, comedian, writer. You've probably seen her videos on Instagram or TikTok. Um, She has written and produced and directed short films, including Left to Your Own Devices and The Cell Phone Block Tango. And she just is a content-making star. She uh, works for Betches Media, and um, you've probably, you know, seen her characters where she's playing. She's in wigs, and she's doing all types of fun act-outs. So if you haven't, you should definitely check her out. Honestly, it's really good content. She's everywhere. So um, she's got thousands of views and followers and all that good stuff. But first, listen to the episode. (laughs) Enjoy. I've seen so so many of your videos, Test. I'm not really sure who the real you is even. Like what? Uh, truly, of honestly. You? <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I made one today where I was like playing both me and some, you know, a guy or whatever. And I was like, I feel like I'm both of these people. Like it's very bizarre when you're, I don't know, just like It's interesting it that you still feel that way because I feel like in the middle of isolation, like the middle of COVID, it might have been really easy to feel that way because you're just like I'm alone slash I'm yeah. encompassing these things. But then, you know, the fact that you still feel that way, I'm like, oh, you're really acting then. You're really embodying. No, yeah, I, I get really into character. Once the wig is on, I'm like, uh, I'm a man. <laughs> there you go. Maybe that's the trick because I, I, I watch some of your TikToks and I feel like, you know, every time I've tried to do like a sketch as opposed to just like stand up or like talking at the camera, I cannot get into it. But I've never tried a wig. Maybe I need a wig. It's a wig and definitely be, I think being alone, you're, you let yourself be a little more like kooky. If someone's watching you, it's like weird. Yes. I like, I, I honestly, I've decided that I'm blaming my husband for me not becoming TikTok famous over COVID (laughs) because I was like, I can't do this in front of you. It's weird. Yeah. That seems like a you problem, Emily. A lot of TikTok stars have partners. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a lot of training tests and like character acting and all of that um i went to school naturally gifted i'm a natural well i did have a lot of imaginary (laughs) friends growing up so i feel like that was really helpful which one was your Um, favorite well i did have a boyfriend his name was johnny um he was tall brunette and blue eyes and he was like 
a lot older than me, seeing that I was probably like three. But yeah. um, he was he five. Around. Yeah, you know, he I think he was like thirty, <laughs> but he was very attractive, and he hung out for a little too long in the process of um, my childhood. So sorry, my dog is being a little. I was like, you're either with a dog or someone that's in medical Someone is pro- dying. Like, <laughs> no. I was being so – I'm at my mom's house right now. And um, – Do you – is it your dog or your mom's dog? My mom's. But he's like my childhood puppy. Uh, uh, sorry if this is messing with the audio. But oh, no, you're for kidding. the listeners, I have a very cute lab and uh, bulldog at home. <laughs> oh, well, that's nice. I did yeah. – this, this open mic that I did yesterday was like all – very young people, which is great and fine, but I was definitely like not relating. And uh, everybody was like 24. And at one point I was like, who has a dog here? And like eight people raised their hands. And I said, no, 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 no. Who is currently raising a dog every day? Like who is like getting yeah. up with the dog, feeding the dog? And they were like, oh no, no we're not doing that. No, no, it's different. <laughs> it's it's totally different. I'm, no, I don't have yeah. a dog. It's a child. Um, yeah, but absolutely. sorry, back to your question. I went to school for acting and I was always cast as like the weird character people. And my my go-to role, which I repeatedly got cast as, was an old British sexually frustrated woman. And <laughs> were they writing that. were they writing I, this role for you? <laughs> it I was think like it's my future. It's so bizarre. And I'd be like, like I'd either be like a crutchety old woman and I'd be like, I was grandma Zidal and um uh, Fiddler on the Roof, which is she's like, sure. and then um, Miss Prism and Importance of Being Earnest. And then we redid this other play that was like a Trojan play. And then they threw a old British sexually frustrated <laughs> woman in the script and it was just me. To get so, I, stage time, they had to write I know. It like, <laughs> they just like kept on writing it into just, I'm just picturing it in like random, very famous plays. Like, like I. <laughs> Like Lion King, they're just like, ah, and here she comes again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's back. No, it was very weird. And then when I started doing film stuff, I was always, um, always twice, which I feel like is enough to be the Plenty. girl lost in the woods. I was always a girl <laughs> who was like wearing a flannel and was like, let's jump off the big rock. And they were like, why? And then she'd go missing. And that was my plot. So. <laughs> That's it's good to grow your strengths. So in high school, yeah. when you were doing all the old lady roles, did you have the like giant wig and the painted creases on your face and the big like oh, yeah. padded belly and whatever? Yeah. 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 I I mean, in high school, like we, you know, there was not a lot of a budget. So it was like the wig and just a lot of white makeup. And then in college, um, you know, the roles continued I kept auditioning for the ingenue. Like I'd go in, I get called back for like <laughs> Juliet or whatever, and then the nothing. So it was just I've just like accepted my fate. Uh, but then that's when I started getting really into comedy because I was like, okay, I think this is where people see me and what I like <laughs> to do and what I'm excited to do. So um, yeah, so I started. I don't do as much characters live yet, but mostly for film, just because it's or for videos because it's easier to edit and kind of be done with it quicker <laughs> do you make and edit your own stuff are you like are you doing everything uh so I work for Betches Media so most of the stuff that's like on my profile I do um even through Betches like I'll write edit and you know pitch it to some of my coworkers. but yeah I'm editing on Adobe Premiere um and Ooh posting and the best thing I did was learn how to edit because it it I like self-taught in college and was like I just want to be able to make my own stuff and it just opened up a lot of doors especially in terms of like when I would watch myself back oh my god like the worst thing ever I mean even watching stand-up clips like that's still really cringy for me but for some reason if I'm in a character or like doing it for a film I'm a little more like oh okay like I can I can manipulate this but when it's a live thing of stand-up I'm like what the hell am I doing with my body it's still yeah. so bizarre <laughs> yeah. yeah every time I Why watch stand-up back I'm hand? like I swear to god I wasn't standing that stupidly like now look yeah. at that you look like an idiot <laughs> or like how close the microphone is to my face like I feel like I have it in my mouth sometimes I'm like <laughs> why is it so close to my face but whatever it's bizarre yeah, it's like they you you shouldn't 
like look at yourself in the mirror when you perform because it's confusing because you're going to be in front of a crowd, but you also should because you're needing to see what you're doing. It's, yeah, yeah. it's hard. And you, you're holding a comb for half the time and you're looking in the mirror. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that your proper yeah. choice at home? Is a hairbrush? Yeah. Um, side note. What's the difference between a comb and a hairbrush? I don't know the difference. <laughs> In my mind, a comb is like what you get on picture day. Like it's just one row of teeth. And then a okay. hairbrush is like a either the oval or the round brush. And it's like a multi layers of comb. And you like you kind of leave the hair in the brush. Like, yeah. rarely do you yeah. clean the brush. It's a really great place to find like, DNA. And the comb might be yeah. <laughs> The yeah. brush is just if you leave hair in it or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically, basically. And then if you use dry shampoo, it becomes like a real nightmare situation of dry shampoo and <laughs> hair. It's a real problem. I'm sorry I brought this up. I just have had many a debate, and I always call it so the wrong thing. So do you just thing. not brush your hair at all? Mm, very rarely, because I have curly hair and it's always up. So it's just yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I don't brush my hair. Yeah. All right, weirdos. Emily, are you the... <laughs> I mean, I You're... just have really straight hair, so if I don't brush it, I look insane. It just looks like <laughs> a child who, like, ate a lollipop and then stuck it in their, like, touched their hair. <laughs> like... Wait, Tess, where did you grow up? Where are you from? I grew up in Connecticut. Um, ah, yeah, yes. right. Hour outside the city. Uh, what the part Jersey of Connecticut? The North. New Canaan. New Canaan? Yeah. Oh, now there's a new person in, in the screen. Screen. Thank you, Mom. <laughs> Hi. Uh, did, is that where you are now? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, we sold our my house, my childhood home, but um, I'm in. I'm still in Connecticut. My parents are still in Connecticut, which is nice. How was that for you? Like, when did that happen? Um, that they, oh, that was how COVID. old were you? I was oh like, through yeah, COVID. Was like yeah, it was crazy. And it, so I was like, I was moving out of, or I was moving into the city when my parents were moving out of the house. So I got a lot of like good furniture from that move. Oh, that's oh, handy. But it was, it's, yeah, it was, that was handy. But other than that, it was, it's so weird. Did they but, try you know, to send I mean, you with all your like kid artwork and stuff or did they let you keep that in their attic? I think my mom still has a lot of it, to be honest. <laughs> <And there's laughs> well, a lot. Wait, as long as they didn't try to sneak it into your New York apartment, that's good. No, 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 no. Um, but I still, I still have way too many things that I just couldn't get rid of in my apartment. Um, yeah, it's a mess. But anyway, wait. But Mike, I uh, Emily, you also, you don't, you aren't. Does your parent, does your mom still have, uh, like your childhood something or other? Not really. No, my mom. Uh, when I was like twelve, my mom sold the house that I was like born in, and then we moved mm -hmm. twice after that before I went to college. So by the time I went to college, she had gone through as many times as she wanted to be like to purge, you know, like she didn't really, my mom is like a very sentimental person with very specific things, but a lot of other things she's like, I don't need this draw. Like she's just very logical about it, which I kind of appreciate. It also hurts my feelings, but it also, it is <laughs> like, it, it is logical to be like, you don't need five cardboard boxes of crayon draw. You know what I mean? But because she's moved we moved three times before I left for college and she's moved once or twice since then. It's not like there's no preciousness. It's like, I'm tired of creating this around. So I have like two or three boxes in my apartment that are like the important things that I own. And that's kind of it, which is kind of nice. Like I'll never have a moment, like a sitcom moment of being like cleaning out mom's garage. Here's my childhood mm. stuff or whatever. But I also like I'm not burdened by it following me around. So it's a it's a give and take. I know Carly, yeah. your parents are still in your childhood home. That's going to be a they're thing. still in it. And I part of me is like, get rid of all my stuff. Like, I don't need it. I don't care. But I know coming up in the next few years, probably the next like three to five years, they're going to end up moving like to be closer to my sister and my nephew and like all that stuff. And it just, I don't know what it's like to not have, like, your home to go home to for the holidays. Like, you, obviously, we make new homes. Like, that's, like, what we do as people. But it just, mm -hmm. like, it just feels weird to be, like, I'm not not going home to my house in New Jersey, you know? It's definitely, I will say, it's definitely weird. But, like, my aunt and uncle live in the house that they 
have lived in for, I want to say like 45 years, like plenty of time. So I have childhood memories at their house. And then Mm. one of my other aunts lives in the same house she's been in since I was born. So whenever I go to those two places, I have what I would imagine it's like to go home in the sense that I'm like, I remember being here with my parents and like being here when I was a kid and celebrating holidays here. So like, you'll just find somewhere else that still exists. Like if you have, you know, aunts or uncles or somebody else in the family that still has their house, you can at least have it there. Yeah. What was your experience, Tess? I feel like, I mean, we were in that house my whole life. And so a lot of the stuff we still have is the same, but like, I'm pretty sure we still have like the same lamps. My mom has all these like She's very into decorating. So a lot of like the table settings are the same, but like, I don't know where my social security card is. So I feel like <laughs> like, I'm like, everything's the same, but I'm like, where is that? That is that? a weird like, moment of adulthood when all your documents become your responsibility. Um, I, you don't want to know oh, where mine are right now. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I don't. Yeah. My it's, husband got oh my really God. intense about it and we have several fireproof bags. That have yeah. all of our important things. So yeah, good I've been, for him we've, existing. We've been needing to get one to the fireproof uh, bandwagon. That didn't even cross my mind. I'm like, <laughs> I need to get something. I'm like, what? I mean, I guess wow. you, I mean, you should. But like, also, do you? Huh. I don't know. It's. I don't know. Everything's replaceable unless it's not. But our passports and... Maybe that's it or in there. I feel like he bought all this stuff and now we haven't really put anything in there other than our passports. <laughs> so <I'm laughs> like, okay, it. well, they exist. At some point we'll go through all the things and put what needs to get in there, but yeah, I don't know. It'd be nice if they were just sitting in a file cabinet in my parents' basement, but not the case. In a fireproof file cabinet in, yes. <laughs> in someone else's house. Do you guys think about like the people who are now living in that in your childhood homes? Like I think about that. I'm like, do you get to go back and be like, hi, I actually lived here first. So I'm going to come in. Yeah. (laughs) I think about that a good amount because my room was my favorite place. Like I spent a lot of time there and I would like put on all these shows and productions like by myself (laughs) and my parents. For yourself as well? myself and I'd be blasting the music and my parents would have to like hit the ceiling from below with a kitchen like friends apartment. Apartment. Like, like with did the they room. really yeah. yeah to be like dinner because I couldn't hear and then I'd come down and they'd be like were you dancing up there and I'd be like no I was like not even doing anything it's like normal <laughs> I just did a whole <laughs> yeah, I just did a whole one woman show of legally blonde it's nothing like that was what it's not I was your doing concern, but mom yeah, yeah, so I always think about like who is in that room and like I don't know, like they they don't even know what magic was in there. It's crazy. <laughs> I haven't they can I've feel it. by my yeah. childhood home. I had I didn't knock on the door. I thought about it, but I drove by it. I will say I did get a little sad because my parents planted a tree when I was born and the new owners cut it down. So I was like, you cut down my life's tree. Like, am I dead? Like, is this like, (laughs) I I don't know why they planted it, but I was, it was just a nice idea. And I was like, that's kind of a bummer. Like, it's gone now. I'm sure probably they picked the wrong tree for the amount of space they had and it just got to be too big or whatever. But I was like, oh, well, that's gone. And then my grandparents, I was actually more sad about my grandparents because my mom's parents had this amazing Victorian house in like a really fancy part of like outside of Boston. And it was like three story Victorian giant porch. They had a beautiful pool in the backyard. And my grandfather who was a carpenter had a really nice workshop. They tore down the workshop. They filled in the pool. They took (gasps) off all the historical architectural elements. And then they painted the entire outside like white. And it looks so weird and bad and stupid because it's in a historical neighborhood I've driven past that a few times and been like pretty depressed about it. And I'm like, I should stop driving by this because it's only a bummer. And like, why did they do that? Yeah. My neighbors across the street um, moved out and the new neighbors moved in. I was younger, I don't know, middle school or whatever. And they literally had a party where everybody could come and write on the walls, draw on the walls, ruin everything because they were going to knock that shit down. They knocked the entire house down. And I just think about 
Like the people who lived there before, like how I just feel like that's so, I don't know. I didn't think of it at the time, but I was thinking about it recently because I don't know. I've been thinking a lot about (laughs) us moving them, my my childhood home just going away. And I'm like, I can't even, I would be so sad if they just, people just came in and just like messed everything up and then just knocked it down. Like no respect. I will say a fun version of that. That's less uh, destructive. My college apartment was an apartment that had passed bound through the theater department for like 20 years. Like it had always been somebody in our department and it just never was leaving. But we, my senior year, none of the underclassmen wanted to take it because it was like not the nicest apartment in the world. It was just like a party house that was the staple apartment. And I'm going to be honest, all the underclassmen were like really bougie. Like they were like... (laughs) really wealthy and they were like no we're not gonna live in alston which is like the shitty student part of boston they were like we're gonna go live downtown in like studio lofts and not you know whatever which i still it's like been 15 years i'm still mad about this but anyway we were moving out and we were the last apartment to have it nobody wanted to move in so we got all these post-its and everyone took post-its and wrote things that had happened like where they happened oh that's fun (gasps) so it was like the toilet was covered in like 58 post-its that was like i threw up here we found out like where people had had sex in my house we (laughs) my friend gave another friend a haircut at that party and then wrote on a post-it i gave so-and-so a haircut and stuck it to the hair we found that on the porch the next day oh my god But it was like it was very fun the entire apartment was covered in post-its and some of them were like fun and some of them were very scandalous and some of them were just like silly but it was honestly like it was a really fun way to say goodbye to a place and then we just took all the posts off and nobody had to like that's really sentimental because then you can keep the post-it yeah we did for a good long while i honestly i would wonder maybe i even have some of them somewhere we did keep them for a while but it was like a and it was really fun to wake up there the next day and like obviously there was a big mess and a lot of hair on the porch but other than (laughs) it was like a very fun walk through memory lane that's cool that's me um tess what was your like friend situation like uh growing up like did you have a lot of theater friends were you doing other stuff i was a little bit of both so i was raised in a sports family um with like theatrical undertones i guess like there were a couple (laughs) theater people but we were very like racket oriented and like I played soccer and I like wanted to be on varsity soccer, but then I'd like try out for the musicals and like had this like need for attention. I'm a middle child. So I feel like that's kind of how it inevitably Uh, goes. It's like you need attention somehow. So (laughs) I started doing like the musicals and, um, but then also was on, you know, varsity soccer and whatever. And Uh, so you did make varsity. I did make varsity. I made varsity <laughs> as a freshman, which was like a big deal. It was Whoa. a big deal. Would you call yourself a top athlete top by athlete chance? athlete alert. Not at all. I was, <laughs> I got like most spirit award. I was never, I never really played. And then my senior year, I was a little dramatic. I like, I didn't make captain my junior year. I was supposed to be captain senior year and I didn't make it. And some underclassmen got captain, but thank <gasps> God they did because what? that was the summer I went to theater camp. Oh, and of was course. Like, did you go to Stage Door Manor? No, I didn't. I went to um, Carnegie Mellon had a program and I oh, wow. was like, I'm going to do this. Yeah. So In I Pittsburgh? went there. Yeah. I went to Pittsburgh. I was there oh, for like six Pittsburgh. weeks. Had like this life altering experience of like, okay, I could go to college for performance and like, that's what I want to do. And I came back for preseason and like normal people clothes when everyone else had like their shin guards on. And I was like, I'm not going to be on soccer anymore. Like I'm doing the play. Wow. And you did the dramatic like reveal. Like I'm leaving. I, I'm moving on. I was so dramatic. And again, I was a, a British woman. I wasn't old, but I was another <laughs> British woman. So very weird. But um, so I had a lot of different friend groups. I was like, you know, I did play soccer, but I was more of the like goofy one on the team. I was the one like singing on the field. I I wasn't really, I didn't take it that seriously unless other people were taking it seriously. Um, I didn't, I wasn't like, my heart wasn't in it, you know, but then I had like all these theater friends and theater people are just as clicky as if if not more. Yeah. For sure. yeah. Yeah. So I always had to like, I was always in the kind of goofy group. Um, but there was one time I did, I did a play like outside of my school, 
um, at this other theater group and it was a little more intense. It was like, you know, we were rehearsing from like six to 10 every night. Um, and it was like people who, you know, had agents and like a little, little, yeah, just more intense. And the people who were my age, I think I was 16 at the time, they were all already friends and like, you know, super cool and whatever, and all had known each other for like 10 years. And I came in and I was like coming from soccer practice with my cleats on or whatever. <laughs> and it, and I, they didn't like me. And so I became friends with like the younger kids who were like 13 and I was like 16, but I was like, whatever, they like me and they want to hang out with me. And yeah. I just had the best time. And I was like, I don't, it doesn't matter who cares, you know? And, um, but that was a time where I was like, oh, I'm not like, we had to, have, we had to eat dinner together. Like the, the cast did. Cause we like mm-hmm. had dinner time and there were all the like 16 year olds in their little circle. And it was like me with the 13 year olds, like <laughs> making like all these weird sounds and being so silly. But I mean, it, you know, I, I think that's when I learned, I was like, it, if you have a friend, like if someone turns to you and they're like, Hey, do you want to be my friend? It's like the best, it's the best thing ever. And like, if it's someone to talk to while you like eat your food, who cares, you know? And that's way more fun than sitting at the stressed out table of 16 year olds being like, this is so important and we're all, you know, we have to be famous or we're going to kill ourselves. Like just go. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, I guess that was kind of my upbringing um did they look up to you were you like they like oh my god what's it like to be a teen (laughs) 16 year old not at all (laughs) they were like no i don't think they were like we don't actually think think you're 16 you're one of us yeah i was always doing bits like i was in the ensemble and i i mean if you can stand out in the ensemble let me tell you that's like what i do so i was like (laughs) i think i was female number five i didn't even have good (laughs) A name. There was um, before varsity you. to be female number five. Yeah, yeah. So I literally, I was, I remember there was like some ensemble bit that we had to do, and me, I just like wrangled all the thirteen year olds, and I was like, let's do this really funny thing. I can't even remember what it was, but it was like, <laughs> and it was really funny, and it and it worked, and it got our attention, and then you know, I don't know. I just think like if you find your posse, it, like, and you have fun, it doesn't really matter how old yeah. they are. But like, did make you, it, you know, legal or whatever. <laughs> are you still though, friends with them friends today? Not really. I mean, um, I think if I saw them, there's some people that I see in the city um, who are in theater, and I've seen a couple of them randomly, and I'm like, oh my god, we were in whatever together, and it's like a nice, hey, how's it going? But I mean, there are a lot of people from high school. I'm not. I think I'm truly friends with like four people from high school. If, More than like, me, barely. Barely More than yeah, one I good friend. I don't really keep up. It's. I mean, I did theater as well, so I did summer stock mm-hmm. every summer from like high school on. So I just never was home. Like I didn't have. I feel like if you're going to be an adult friend with your high school friends, you need to have those college summers to like really cement it Mm -hmm. together and be like, Mm. we all worked at Applebee's and then we went to the movies together or whatever. And it's, I just wasn't there. So I just didn't, you know, there are people that I keep in touch with and there's people that I like, you know, if I see them, it's really exciting, but there's nobody that I'm like, Oh, we're still like super good friends. We hang out all the time. Like it's just not happening. What did you mean when you said that you were from a sports family? They all play sports. Um, okay. I mean, we're very athletic. Like, um, yeah, like my summer was like tennis, a lot of tennis, <laughs> more tennis. It was a lot of tennis. <laughs> in Connecticut? No. <laughs> yeah. Golf and tennis in Connecticut? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah. And then, I mean, I played hockey. I did figure skating. I like competed in figure skating for like a second, but wasn't oh. good at that. Yeah. I played wow. hockey with like until like eighth grade. It was a lot of sports. I'm like very, um, I, I think I surprise a lot of gentlemen when I like, <laughs> or I like, you know, like, cause I'm a comedian or, and then like, they're like, Oh, you did theater or whatever. And then I'm kicking their butt and ping pong and they're like what and it's like no like i'm a racket girl okay (laughs) i know how to use a racket you could probably crush old people on the pickleball court oh i'm playing i'm playing pickleball this week like this is you know i gotta get into pickleball it's 
It's the whole thing. They're making a new show about it called like They're Pickle making a show? Thing. Yeah, like with celebrities. It's a celebrity pickleball show. Oh well, my god. I'm I don't even know. So I'm gonna watch it because why not? My <laughs> uncle, my aunt and uncle played pickleball like I don't want to be like before it was cool, but like over a decade ago. Like they've been playing for a really long time. And it like I only ever thought it was this like senior citizen sport that was like lower impact but now it's like a cool thing and i get like ads on my instagram for like pickleball outfits and like me and my husband were like looking at places to go for new year's eve we were like decided we want to go out of town and there was like one of the upstate hotels i looked at had like and don't forget to like hop on the pickleball court and that was like one of their four amenities it was literally like heated pool sauna like barrel sauna uh dog park and the fourth thing was pickleball i was like what is this world i think it's fun because you don't have to be at the same level like tennis isn't fun if you're not all at the same i mean like pickleball is definitely more fun if you're with people who are better than you but you still have the same momentum like anyone who's new can kind of pick it up and Mm -hmm. it's not and and tennis it's like the it just takes a little bit more time. Pickleball is just like faster. And I, I'm, I don't do well with like slow sports or slow games. Like I'm not a big golfer because of that or because of like, or even like monopoly, like those longer games. I just don't have the attention span. Yeah. Um, so pickleball is like good for the ADD, like <laughs> how is pickleball social scored? people. Is it pickleball? Is it scored like ping pong or is it like, how does, it's- or is it like tennis? It no, it has its own. It's like volleyball, but different. I'm I never keep score. I'm not a scorekeeper in any <laughs> sport. Um, not not great at that. Numbers not so good. But it's like volleyball, but different. Okay, so like you only was... get you only get points when you're serving. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Huh. But anyway, okay. we shall play pickleball. Yeah, <laughs> let's go. Whether you're shipping 100 packages a month or thousands, ShipStation lets you automate routine shipping tasks and easily handle returns. Manage orders, print labels, compare rates, optimize every shipment, and automate delivery notifications with ShipStation's easy-to-use dashboard. Plus, you can access industry-leading discounted rates from USPS, UPS, DHL, and Global Post with discounts up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. Over 130,000 companies have grown their e-commerce businesses with ShipStation, and 98% of companies that stick with ShipStation for a year become customers for life. Optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Use promo code WONDERY today at ShipStation.com to sign up for your free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com promo code WONDERY. This episode is brought to you in part by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like The Guest List by Lucy Foley. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's great. Um, So you went to theater camp. You came back. You're like, I'm a theater kid. And then college theater, more theater, like studying theater. Yeah, so I went to Elon, which is a BFA acting program, but it's and it's like kind of a cons- it's a conservatory, but it's in the university, so it was nice to kind of have um, you know, like the intense acting program, but like I could walk down the street and, or and see someone in finance or whatever. Um, so that was kind of why I chose to go there, but yeah, even um when I was acting, I still like, kind of had different little outlets like I would I had a sorority that I was a part of that I wasn't really a part of because I was like in the acting program. And then I was also a fitness instructor and I still am a fitness instructor. So like I find my little like pockets of yeah communities where, you know, I, I have like my stand-up friends, improv friends, fitness friends, you know, just different little pockets. And 
um, just started doing that in college. Do you bring them all together like for your birthday and stuff? I try to. It is. I think that's always really scary because I feel like – That's the thing that makes me literally the most anxious. I'm like a pretty chill person except for that one thing. Like I am – and I have to bring all my friends together into one – I – I hate it. Is I like won't have parties blow because your mind, of it. Carly, is your wedding going to stress I'm you hoping out nobody comes, honestly. <laughs> right. Message received. I will say Just home. kidding. <laughs> Everybody show up. Um <laughs> maybe that's different cuz like there'll be a lot of entertainment to be like taking care mm-hmm. of people versus like if you're just like hanging out then I'm like kind of response. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. If you just I... invite people to a restaurant, that's your responsibility. Yeah, I do um like barbecue game nights. Okay. So so I do like I'll invite anybody. Like I'll I'll send out an invite and I'll be like, "Hey, I'll invite a bunch of different groups and then tell them to bring things." And when they come together, I have a <laughs> tell them to bring things. Yeah, because important. Because some people don't bring things. And it's like <laughs> you come to someone's house and like bring some beer. Like I'm like trying to cook things. I'm not a cook, but like you'll have food. Um, But anyway, I always like that's something I'm like looking out for, which is like manipulative, (laughs) but whatever. Um, I feel like not everybody feels comfortable inviting all their different groups because I remember when I moved to the city, I'm my policy is always invite everybody. I never have that thought process of oh, well, I don't know if my comedy friends are going to get along with my, you know, school friends or my school friends are going to get along with my, you know, theater friends or whatever. I don't really ever think about that. And then every once in a while, I'll have a gathering where I'm like, oh, you guys don't know how to talk to each other. Okay. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> That's why the games, I love the games. So if, if it's a drinking game, great. If it's like something else, it just gets people to talk about anything other than like what they do for a living. Yeah. Um, and it's just – it makes it – you get to know people's names and their vibe immediately. Like if I used to like – this was a bad idea. I've learned quickly. But I used to bring like – it was a good excuse to have like my, my crush come over or like my crush be involved in something that was like low stakes. It's like, yeah, yeah. like I'm having a little thing. Why don't you come over? But You could bring your friends, whatever. Yeah, bring um, a bottle. We're going to spin it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, let's see how you do. But I find that that makes people anxious. Um, so I stopped doing that. But um, but it was a good way for like me to just, if you bring someone who's like a new, could be a new friend, it's like, oh, okay, like you're a little more shy. But once, you know, it opens up and you have like a little bit more of a spotlight, then you're like comfortable and, you know, you can be a little out there. But I don't know. I think there has to be some type of activity other than drinking, like just yeah. drinking for your friends to mingle. Yeah, that's that's a good point. I haven't had that opportunity, but in next year, there'll be a wedding yeah. and they'll be dancing and they can all just dance in their own circle. Dancing is a great, activity. It's a great <laughs> activity. Yeah, weddings, yeah. People, people know what to do. They'll figure yeah. it out. Yeah. There's plenty of activities. It's no, like you eat and then you dance and then you sit and then you dance and that's no way. like Emily, you were there. Like my, I, so I live in um, Virginia now, but my going away party mm-hmm. from New York, Emily was there and I was anxious the whole time. Did it seem like it? <laughs> um, I mean, I <laughs> it didn't. Did. See, <laughs> I would not have said that if we hadn't been talking about it. But when you just said it a couple minutes ago, I was like, yeah, that kind of tracks. Like. I yeah. feel like, and also where we were, I, I have a problem anywhere with a big group. If you're bringing a big group that doesn't know each other to a long table and that yeah. was that setup, it was a long table. So then once you're parked, if you're trapped, then you're trapped. And then you just have to talk to whoever's with you. But like, no matter where you're at, you can only talk to like three people because it's just not yeah. like meant for talking. I hate yeah, I hate restaurants. I don't, like, <laughs> I, they make As me so anxious. General. Like, I just don't like them. Like the menu comes that stressful. There's like reading involved. I don't know how to pronounce <laughs> some of the things. And then you, you have to order. You need to be like ordering if you're with a big yeah. Group. And then and then you're like, are we splitting stuff? Like, is someone getting this? Like, there's a lot of mental hoops you have to jump through just to like feel comfortable. And then not to mention like when the check comes, like that's that's later. Like I'm talking like when we sit down, I'm like we're way too close to the bathroom. The window is open, but there's also a draft. It's like. I just <laughs> don't like them. And you're trapped. That's such a good point. It's like 
you, like you have to wait till the food comes or the check comes or whatever. There's no yeah. like yeah. I recently went to a friend's birthday route. dinner and I got there late, so I sat with the other two people that were late that I had never met before. And the entire other side of the table is people I've known for 15 years and hadn't seen in a couple months and would have loved to sit with. But because it was a long table birthday dinner, I got stuck with this couple I'd never met. And I was like, so where do you guys live? Like, I was just yeah. like, this is not what I wanted to do. And I'm Kim, now- they didn't save you a seat, Emily. That's kind of mean of them. Yeah, there's no, always like one side rare. of the table that's like more fun, too. Yes. Always. And then you're and just you sitting wanna- there staring bullets at that side. <laughs> And you're all just like listening to them laugh and you're like, so sorry, you said one more time you're in finance? That's awesome. Like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah I, that's why I don't like restaurants. Yeah. yeah. And and like restaurants really in general, loud. like what if it's just you and one person? Like, are you like that? That's fine. Or if you're like, a- I hate restaurants. Concept is awful. Make your own food. Um, I like the like I like being fed food. I'm not a cook. <laughs> like, I, it, like the food part is not – it's like the the – I don't know the. Yeah, it's too I, loud it just, sometimes, it and it's you're yeah. by the window, but you didn't want to be by the window, but you don't want to ask to move because, like, yeah, we'll and then the like right you'll be in a whatever. conversation. I think I used to work in restaurants, so I think I just have that anxiety like still in me of like if you come to a table and you're like the waiter's pouring water, I'm always like, thank you so much, thank you so much, like yeah. really, thank <laughs> you, or like, um, you know, if someone's being too loud or I, I just get like very anxious by it. If it's like one person and you know, it's a family member or a good friend, I'm fine. But a date, I'm like, no, I can't, I'm not going to sit and I, I get too nervous. Lately, yeah. I've been really awkward about when somebody comes to pour the water or do something like that, especially when they actually don't need any information. They're literally just refilling something. My newest anxiety at restaurants is do I stop talking? And say thank you mm. and sit quietly while they pour this water. Or do I just continue having my conversation? Because I'm going to say thank you at the end and I'm going to tip them. And I'm, I, if I was pouring the water, I don't want them to talk to me. Like when I used to do food service yeah. a long, long time ago, I'd be, I'd be like, just ignore me. Just let me, you know, do my little yeah. tasks. But for some reason lately, that's been bringing me a lot of anxiety. I think, you know, I don't know. I think the other thing is, and maybe you guys could... <laughs> agree with me on this and not that I'm crazy is uh, like if I'm telling a story and the timing gets messed up because the waiter comes over to like yes. ask for something I get really I'm like well I was building up to this moment and now you're asking how, if everything's all right yeah everything's great but like not anymore bitch. yeah <laughs> yeah I, it's like when that happens these days I'm like forget it it's not worth me finishing this I'm done yeah it's the I'm comedian and you got like I know. We're in the punchline. That's it. Tell him he's off. Yeah, there was. I did a show once at a vineyard, and I was really excited about it because normally, like middle-aged white ladies are my bread and butter as far as my Mm. audience, like demographic. But I realized at this gig that there's two types of middle-aged white ladies. There's the ones that get me, and the ones that are mad at me for not having like stopped comedy and giving my husband a bunch of babies, and they (laughs) were the second half. And so it was already going like mediocre because all my jokes at that moment were like, I don't think I want to do that. And uh, then one of the staff members literally came up behind me while I was performing, tapped me on the shoulder, interrupted a joke, like didn't even wait for like a pause and asked me to tell like, could you tell Susan her food is here? Because it was like a place that you could order food what? into. But you couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. And just like after that, like wow. it was already not going well. I wouldn't say bombing, but I was not. It was oh, a, a bombing adjacent. And then this yeah. woman did that. And I was like, I'm done. Like if I could leave right now, I would. But I'm getting paid and I have to stay. So thanks. Isn't it Karen. funny how comedy is like the lowest form of art people think it is? Like they're just like, they, oh, don't insane. worry about them. They'll be fine. I yeah. never, <laughs> like, that was a brand new level. Bad? Yeah, can you actually just k- start working here and call out the food orders? Like, I was just like, okay, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> I wonder how anxious she was, like, or the waiter coming up behind you. Oh, she like, was okay, so I'm, I'm casual. Gonna... That was, I think, oh, what blew my wait. mind the most. Because if it, if I had turned around and there was somebody being like, I'm so sorry, I, I, I'm so sorry, Susan Salad is here. But this woman just, like came up and did like an aggressive double tap on my shoulder and was like, Susan salad is here. Can you tell everybody Susan? And I like literally <laughs> looked at her and like looked around, like 
am I having a nervous breakdown? Like, there's a hundred people looking at me. Yeah, exactly. Is this a bit? Is she doing a bit? It was the weirdest <laughs> experience of my life. And then no one else thought it was weird. So I really, truly was like in the twilight zone. Wow, weird. That's super weird. One for the one for the books. Um, Tess, you uh, told me in an email that you studied abroad in London. How was that for you? It was it was delightful. Sorry, let me talk again. <laughs> Gosh darn dog. I also went to London. I studied abroad there as well. Um, I don't know if we were there at the same time. I think I'm quite. I, I feel there. like I'm older than you. I just feel like I have a vibe that I'm like old, not as old as Emily, but older. How I, dare you? <laughs> I think it was there 2018. 2018. Yeah, no, we were, uh, we were, we were, we were long out of college. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, yes, I you did. You were in college at tw- in 2018. Yeah. I graduated Six. 2019. Oh, yeah. wow. That's nice. At least you yeah. missed the COVID graduation. I'm glad you actually got to walk. That's nice. Yeah, I did. It was nice. I, I really looked out. I mean, it wasn't great post-grad that was kind of rough and then like re-entering the job that was not great but it wasn't great for anyone so I but I was grateful that I had my senior year but yeah I did study abroad in London I did like the theater academy in London another time I went alone I was um I went so my like theater cohort was going everyone goes in the fall um like as a class and I had improv in the fall and I didn't want to go with my cohort. I loved them, but I was like, I know all of you. Like, I don't want to go abroad and know everybody. Like I want to be able to, and I don't want, didn't want to feel tied down to like, Oh, everyone's going to Ireland this weekend. I have to go to Ireland. Like right. what, what a, what was me? I have to go. You know what that I mean? That seems but, like a very, yeah, uh, like people. unique yeah. idea. Like I feel like people would be like, I want to go with everybody. I know it's going to be so cool. And you're like, I actually want to meet new people, do my own thing. Like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So I went and I was, I was put in, um, a room. I mean, we had three people in a room. I think it was six people in a flat and all of my roommates were older. They were in, they were getting their MFA in the film school and they saw me and were like, Oh, she's going to be this like wild college girl. Who's like going to want to party every night. And I'm like, I mean, it can be like that, but like, it's like once in a while. And they were so, I think they were really shocked that I was like, Hey, like I'm gonna go see a play and then I'm gonna like go to bed and you know it's like a different <laughs> vibe than what they thought it was gonna be, and we ended up getting really close. Um, and then yeah, I was like the only one from my college, so everybody kind of knew who I was because they were like, like a who mini is this celebrity. girl? Yeah, yeah. But I and I knew who everyone was eventually, but it was like it was nice to have that separation, especially when the drama started because everyone would just like tell me all their stuff and I'd be like. Yeah, I don't know. I that's that's weird. <laughs> and I didn't have any of that, you know. It's like yeah. I was friends with who I wanted to be friends with and if I didn't I didn't really feel like I like oh, I feel bad because you know, you're alone. It's like no, I'm alone and I got used to that. So it's very cool to be able to feel like good in being alone. It's not easy for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. And I I also went to London. I knew some people, like, kind of. Like, I was like, oh, I studied abroad. Uh, the year was 20. It was, it was 20. <laughs> uh, I think it was, I think I was my sophomore year, like, 2010, maybe. Um, and uh, I knew, like, some people, but I, like, ended up living with somebody I didn't know. Like, all my classes of people I didn't know. And I would just, like, literally, I mean, this was, <laughs> I would take out a map. There was no smart. I would take out the map and I'd be like, I got to go there. And then I would just like literally follow the map and walk. And I'd just be like, all right, just me alone by myself, like finding my way. Like, I don't feel like I don't do that enough anymore. Probably, you know? Was it fall yeah. of 2010? Uh, were you there? Were we there at the no, same but time? No, Danny was. <laughs> Danny was. Uh, maybe, my husband maybe we're, was there. Yeah. I'll have to uh, ask I him, think, but it was either nine or ten. He was there. Nine or ten. I my sophomore year, I was I started in 08 to 09, then 09 to ten. I think so. Yeah. Weird. Well, you might have been in London at the same time, so that's well. Fun. Maybe I saw him, and it's possible that we had a rendezvous. So maybe. No, mm. <laughs> I kidding. don't believe you, but that's fun. <laughs> uh yeah. So I I there's like so much. I don't know, strength, I feel like, in being able to 
do those things because yeah i know a lot of people who are like oh i couldn't do that alone and i'm like mm, especially traveling like i i wouldn't say i i don't like traveling in like a big group because then usually someone has to like emerge as the leader yeah. and yeah. i don't like to be in charge of other people because like i don't really care about like I didn't care about the museums. I didn't care about food we ate. I really just wanted to like walk and see the city and like and when I was hungry, I'd eat, whatever. Um, and we I remember I was traveling to Italy with four other girls. I was one of four. And me and this one girl, we were on it. We were like, okay, we have everything we need. We have our backpack, like we're here for a week. We're very much like packing light, doing what we need to do. Um, had the itinerary, we were on it. And then we had these two other girls who we called the puppies because they were really pretty and they were really cute and they got a lot of things that they wanted because of that, but they would like shit on the floor. You know what I mean? Like you'd be like, <laughs> oh my God, what are you doing? I, I'll never forget. <laughs> I'm like, it was, no, 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 don't, don't run away. Don't run away. I know. And he seems like a nice man, but like, please come back over here. Yeah. And <laughs> I mean, it was in, we were on, we were on the streets of Italy and we had our backpacks. So we're walking like quietly and they had these huge rolly bags. And like, it, I swear Just it was like, like tourist, 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 tourist. And when we finally got rid of them, um, <laughs> we left them in the ocean or something. No, they <laughs> like I murdered them. We, they went to some like crazy concert, but I was like, it was exhausting, you know, trying to like meet everyone's needs. And I was like, I'd rather just be alone than like stressed about you and your weird stresses and my weird stresses. Like I get stressed about certain things. So, but I loved like in London, just and in New York city, just being able to like, if you're too early for an event, just being able to walk the block is such a privilege and such a gift. Whereas like LA, if you're there, you're kind of like stuck. You're like, okay, I'm in my car. yeah. Yeah, I'm in the bar. What like yeah. So, so I, I love the cities. Did you always know you were gonna end up in New York? I think so. I mean, I my my family's very close, so that was always um I, I did think about LA for a second and Chicago. I really like Chicago. Hmm. Um I did the second city there one summer and was like, Oh, I'm gonna move here. I love it. And then I talked to a bunch of people there and LA and they were like, Yeah, you either end up kind of moving to New York or LA. And I was like, I'd rather just start in New York. I didn't want to <laughs> yeah. restart twice in the same kind of field. Um, but that being said, I did, I love Chicago and I did like LA. I just wasn't my home. Yeah. I think it's most people are one or the other. I don't know a ton of people that are like, I feel equally about both. I could live either way happily. Like you're either in New York or you're not. And yeah. Yeah. What is your like ultimate? Like I am reaching towards this, or are you where you are now? Are you like, yeah, I'm doing exactly what I want to do. That's amazing. Like I've kind of found my place. I think. mm, I don't think I don't think I'll ever really truly be satisfied. I I think ever, but I think that's good. Um, I I definitely want to do more. Um like live performance. I mean, the short answer is like SNL. That's yeah. like the dream. I think that's totally. what most people want. The amount of people and it's crazy what's, what's so nice about being in New York and like, I don't know, like looking back a couple of years, like I think we all know people in our circles who are like doing those things and yeah. Like yeah. on the TV shows and, you know, having the hour long specials and like, it's, re- it's very tangible in the sense that like you, you see it happening in front of you. So it's not like yeah, all the time, all the time. And it's, it's, and it happens overnight for a lot of people on the internet. And so I feel like for me, I'm still like learning my personal voice on stage and off stage that I, I know I'm not, I'm, I'm like, I know other, other things coming, but I know I need to be like very patient and like keep doing the work mm-hmm. of the, cause like a year ago now, I was doing, you know, I was like, I want to be here. And now that I'm here, I'm like, I want to be here. So it's, I just don't think it ever ends, but I do think I'm in a good place and definitely finding that you really just have to kind of do it yourself. I, which is like crazy, but you have to like write every day or, you know, find something you're doing productively every day. Yeah. No one's going to come find you. 
And I no. think that's something I'm like constantly reminding myself is just like, no matter how smart you think you are or funny you think you are, no one's ever going to knock on your door and be like, oh my God, Emily, we've been waiting for you. Like, where have you been? Yeah. Let's get you to TV right now. You know, <laughs> Let's like, get you to not TV. A reality. Yeah. And I think I- I'm still like definitely figuring out like what that entails. Cause like the internet is insane. Like I've had videos blow up and then some that get 200 views and it's like that juxtaposition and like teeter totter of a mind fuck is exhausting. Yeah. And then it's the same with stand up where I'll be like, have you ever done a show? And you're like, wow, I killed, like I am on my way to a Netflix special. And then the next day you're like, low and like oh wow i can't believe yeah. i actually said that 100 so every day all the you're time. only as good as your last set so if you leave a set and you're like i am seinfeld and then the next set you're like i am going to walk into the sea like yeah i don't I, deserve to live so i don't know i do think like i know that comedy is the thing which i think is a bonus to people who are still maybe like oh i don't really know what i want to do i mean the amount of the amount of dates I've been on where these guys are like, I've always wanted to try comedy. And I'm like, seriously, you could do it right now. Like you could literally, <laughs> yeah, we could go to a mic right now and you could do comedy. And then they're like, no, I'm too scared. I'm like, well, I'm not. So I don't, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. don't do it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so I feel grateful. So like that I kind of listened to that part of me that was like, no, 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 just try it, try it and keep doing it versus like, getting to a point in my life where I was like, oh, I wish I had done it. And now, you know, if like things change, everyone, so many things change, especially like 25 and up. I mean, I'm 26, but I'm like, oh my God, everything's changing. People are getting dogs. People are moving across country. I don't know what's happening. Having babies. I'm like, what's going on? Yeah. Um, yeah. Every day but, somebody hits a milestone and you're like, where did that come from? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I got a nice video for my tight 10. What? I don't, is that the same? (laughs) Yeah. That's an achievement that you feel in your heart, but no one else cares about. Like sometimes I'll text a group when I'm like, this thing happened and they're like, oh, does that mean you're going to be on TV or, you know, whatever. And I'm like, no, it just means this thing. And they're like, oh, cool. 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 Yeah. But then you tell like another comedian and they're like, oh my God, I can't believe it. And you're like, I know. Yeah. It's nice to have like a community where you know, those they little care. milestones mean yeah. a lot. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, Tess, we've kind of come towards the end and um, we have one final and only segment that's very important to us, which is we want to know, Tess, where do you literally like to eat alone at lunch? Um. Well, lately what I do at work is I go to, there's a Trader Joe's right by me. I go to the Perfect. office, but I love going to Trader Joe's and I just walk the aisles and then like whatever I see that I'm like, oh, that's what I want. I get it. And then I just kind of like eat it in the <laughs> office. But I, I don't like eating in front of people like at my desk. I find that kind of odd. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the food I like is very crunchy. So <laughs> I, sometimes I'll just like go in a conference room and I'll like put watch a little TV like show for 20 minutes and eat my loud ass salad or whatever. But Trader Joe's, I think I it's it's a very meditative time for me to to really just like walk and see. And Trader Joe's just makes me really happy. It's, it's a perfect. beautiful place. All the seasonal it's, items. You can just walk yeah. around and smell things that are autumnal. It's great. Yeah. It's really nice there. Anyway. Well, that's amazing. <laughs> um, I approve that. I go to Trader Joe's all the time on my lunch breaks, so I'm I'm on board. Um we would love to give you the time now to uh, promote everything you have going on, shows, handles, videos, whatever you want to throw out there. Tell the world. Yes. Um, you can follow me at Testreg on Instagram and Testregellis on TikTok. Um, upcoming shows, I have one December 9th um, at Chelsea Piers in Brooklyn. If you are a Brooklyn person and also like the gym, um, we're going to be doing <laughs> one in the cycle studio, which will be really fun. Whoa. And yeah. And I'll be in Sacramento in um, January, the first week of January. So if anyone's yes. in Sacramento and has a show and wants to put me on, please put me on because I'll be put there. Put her on. Awesome. There Amazing. And um, we were so ha- – I was going to talk about – I was going to say – we uh we have like this 
we're on the charts. We get like these emails and I think we're like number like 40 in like Kazakhstan. So if you know anybody. (laughs) Shout them out. I was actually looking at our international. Actually, I have it pulled up right now. I was looking at our international downloads right before we got on. And we are also rising in the in South Africa and the Dominican Republic. So, you know. So head out there. What a time to be alive. (laughs) Oh, that's exciting. Wow, good for you guys. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much. Uh, thank you for being yeah. here. This was super, super fun. That was fun. Tess is great. And I'm glad that we got to see her dog for a moment. We got to see her mom for a moment. It was just a, it's a good time. Anytime I can see a, a dog. I've never been a dog person until I I adopted my own dog. And by adopted, I mean she came with a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but once you are a dog person, you are keyed into every other dog that you see. You're like, how is your vibe? Are you a like a good boy? What's happening? Do you want to be my new friend? Do you want to be my new friend? Um, this episode was super fun. I loved talking. I love theater. So anytime I can talk about theater, theater camp, I mean, I really, I should have gone to theater camp. Just no, I'm not a good actor and I don't, didn't do a lot of theater, but just the vibe that I give off, I feel like I would have been done. You would have enjoyed camp. <laughs> yeah, you would have definitely you would have thrived. Yeah, but being her I feel like I would have been a good part of her family being part of a sports family. I my family is great, but um my parents not top athletes? Not, not top athletes. Sister is, you know, she is a racket girl just like Tess called herself. Uh and actually that leads me into my first my <laughs> my first. That leads me into my recommendation this week. I was like, how many are you doing this week? Okay. I'm doing let's four. Get into it. <laughs> Um, so my recommendation this week is uh, purely based on Tess calling herself a racket girl a couple of times, uh, talking about like uh, uh, golf and tennis being big, you know, in Connecticut. And um, I uh, am a big fan of the books by Taylor Jenkins Reid. Uh, maybe you Ooh, know her yeah. from Malibu Rising or all of her other amazing books. But her recent book, Carrie the Soto seven, is back. Seven Husbands of of Evelyn, Evelyn Hugo. Hugo. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um all of those books and she has that whole series where it's all like a world, like a universe that she creates all of these characters within. And then she has a lot of other books that are not part of that universe which are also great. Um I whenever I like an author, I go on a binge. So I've read all of her books, but um her recent her most recent novel Carrie Soto is back is about a tennis star who at the top of her game, she's winning all of these titles, she's broken records, and she retires. And then a couple years later, um, another tennis player is close to beating her record of Ooh, most shit. games, uh, most um, you know tournaments won. And so she comes out of retirement to try to defend her title. And it's a really amazing story and journey about her life and her relationship with her father, who is her coach and all of this stuff. And even if you don't like tennis, it's just a really good read. Uh, I finished it so quickly. Um, So definitely if you, I wouldn't start with this book. Honestly, I would start with like the first book in her series, but you can read it on its own. But to understand a lot of the, um, there's a lot of uh, references like Easter eggs that she puts in each of her books to reference other books in the universe so i think it might make make sense to start with the first but you don't have to it can stand alone so that's my book carrie soto is back by taylor jenkins reed i actually just bought that book because it was on sale uh for my kindle and i have not started it yet but i've read the other one so i'm excited to have that to look forward to um my recommendation is partially because you know we're talking about sports partially because we're talking about theater and partially just because I went and saw it last night and it's also, you know, only going to run for a couple more months. But so this is a New York specific recommendation. It may be end up being on Netflix. His last special was on Netflix. So maybe it'll end up there. But if you're in New York or you're going to be in New York, I would really recommend uh, Mike Birbiglia as the old man in the pool. We saw it last night and he has, he has four other specials, I think, on streamers on Netflix and things. The last one was the new one, and it was about whether or not he was going to have a child. Spoiler alert, they have a child. Um, And that was really good. And I remember seeing that on Broadway three or four years ago and really, really enjoying it and watching it again when I got home. And then, um, but yeah, The the Old Man in the Pool, we watched it last night. And it's kind of about um, your own mortality and your own health and like what you're willing to do to like 
being healthy and like thinking about your life in a larger context. It's very, very funny, but we did leave and like get on the subway and Danny was like, I need to go to the doctor. And I was like, yeah, maybe <laughs> you do. <laughs> so that's my recommendation. Go see the old man in the pool and uh, check the last time you had a physical and maybe have one, you know? And on uh, the topic of Mike Perbigla, I love his podcast, Working It Out. So if you're listening to podcasts like ours and you really like that, you'll definitely like his as well, Working It Out. Uh, he talks to other comics and people in the entertainment industry about uh, life and all about working out his jokes. So check that out yeah, as well. Yeah, it's a very, very good pod. So yeah, Mike Birbiglia in general as a recommendation. Just check him out. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening, everybody. And you can find me, Emily, at The Funny Walsh on all of the platforms. And I'm Carly J. Montag on all of the platforms as well. You can find the podcast at Alone at Lunch Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And please email us anything you'd like to tell us at alone at lunch at gmail.com. And if you have a second, please rate, review, subscribe, and tell a friend about the podcast. See you next week. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Alone at Lunch early and ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen early and ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. This episode is brought to you by the effortlessly scrumptious bite of Skinny Pop Popcorn. Imagine this, perfectly popped, endlessly delicious kernels, a symphony of just three simple ingredients, popcorn, sunflower oil, and a sprinkle of salt. No compromise, just pure snacking freedom. And hey, if you're up for a twist, Dive into flavors like zesty white cheddar to sweet and salty kettle. Every bite's a delight, light and oh so tasty. Shop Skinny Pop now.